1: And a good victory Monday, Birds fans. Appreciate you streaming in here on Birds Three Sixty Five with your Mac and Mac guys, Johnny Mac. They may make you sweat, they may give you heart palp- palpitations, but the Philadelphia Eagles know how to win games. Uh, be they uh, close, heart stopping, gut wrenching—call whatever you want—but they flat out know how to win games, and that's why they're the only eight and one team in the National Football League, right?
2: in consecutive weeks uh looks like my internet's a little spotty today so i'm going to try to restart it reminds me the eagles pass coverage a little bit spotty but you're right they find ways to games i i mean that one i i i'm usually not too concerned with this team but that one uh, when it was uh, first and five, I believe from the six yard line with 27 seconds left, I'm he's got four chance in the game because the Eagles can't cover C.D. Lamb and uh, we to... completion throw short of the end zone. Dak Prescott, you're a veteran. That's how. That's what happens in that situation. Uh, That one was a little concerning, but, and I always go back to Danny Green. Danny Green told me winning, proving is a habit. Most teams falter in that situation. They they found a way to win the game. They surely did.
1: And there's a lot of things we're going to give the Eagles credit for today. But as far as I'm concerned for what we do at Sports Talk Radio is, couldn't be a more perfect outcome. The Eagles win the game, but yet there are a whole bunch of questions about this team, where it's at, how they played, certain areas of concern. Can't have a better result because uh, more than anything, you want to have a W at the end of the game. You want the Eagles to be 8-1 and have the best record in the NFL. But if they're just crushing people, then it's borderline boring. This team is anything but boring, Johnny Max. They keep you tuned the entire time. Both screaming and yelling in uh, celebration, but also screaming and yelling in wondering what the heck they're doing out there. Couldn't have been a more perfect result for a fan base that likes to, or at least I think they do, uh, likes to at least pick apart certain nuances of the team. Uh, Yeah, they, they were clutch. They got the clutch gene. They've had it now for a while. And this group, I think, has it in spades. You get BG with the two late sacks. I sweat with the late sack. A big tackle at the two-yard line down the end the game. A lot of clutch plays, but also issues throughout the game. And you kind of touched on one of them about C.D. Lamb. And you and I talked about this last week leading up to the game. I think you said they need to make a decision at the slot corner because they keep trotting guys out there on a the week-in, week-out basis. You don't know who's out there. You got the answer? If, if you're <laughs> suggesting they need to make a call and stick with somebody.
2: There Anyone is, on the uh, trust the right now Bradley you
1: got in? Bradley Roby. He's got to be actually able to take the field, right? No.
2: Well, Bradley Roby. Yeah. And by he tweeted last night after the win. He will be back after the bye. So from his uh, mentality, he's going to be back. And I do think that'll help. And, at least settle things down a bit. We have to see how much is left in the tank, but I do know he knows how to play. And right now, they don't know. They don't really have anybody who knows how to play slot corner. I mean, it's and it's been attrition. Obviously, you lose Abonte Maddox, who's one of the best in football. You lose his backup Zach McPherson in the preseason. On and on and on. Mario Goodrich can hold up. Now you're playing guys. Sidney Brown's a safety. Eli Ricks is an outside corner. Um, and you're playing guys who don't even really know the ease of the position. You're trying to get through it. And they get through it. And they find ways to win games. But I don't know if it's possible, Jody, when somebody has 16 targets, but they didn't get the ball to C.D. Lamb enough. They did not get the ball to him enough. They didn't throw the ball to him enough. Look, when nobody—and that's what the Eagles do so well—when when nobody don't don't just go away from it because you feel like, oh, we better mix this up. No, don't mix it up. They couldn't do a damn thing with C.D. Lamb, and the Cowboys bailed them out. Uh, and look at other directions. There was a big fourth down play. They're throwing it to Jalen Tolbert against I was Bradbury. What the what, what it, it, it makes no sense to me. But you you're falling this mentality. Oh, we can't just do keep doing the same thing. Keep doing why the hell not? I I think the Cowboys bailed the Eagles a number of decisions. The court bailed them out, uh, certain situations. Um yeah, Bradley Roby can't get. I mean, they need somebody who understands.
1: Yeah, I I need you to look something up for me. How many snaps did Bradley Roby actually play before he went down? I know he played in that Ram game, and it kind of stood out because in the first couple possessions, the Rams threw the ball to Cooper Cup wherever the hell they wanted, and in the second half, when Roby played more. Bradley, uh, uh, Cooper Cup did less, but I'd really like to know how many snaps he played, cause you're right. The Eagles, John McMahon Jenna McDonald I mean, be putting a lot of eggs in a basket, a basket that showed up, made a couple a handful of plays, maybe, and then went out with an injury and hasn't been back since. Uh, granted he I don't know that he could be worse than Eli Ricks or Sidney Brown or Mario Goodrich in the slot right now. But I don't know how much better he's going to be either because we don't really even know. We know that he's had a nice career and he's played in the slot before. But in an Eagle uniform, he hasn't done a whole hell of a lot yet. And they're, they're banking on him to do a lot just because he's not who the other struggling corners in the slot are for the Philadelphia Eagles right now. That's a little scary, John.
2: It is scary. I'm not by any stretch of imagination trying to say he's the answer. I, I have no idea he's the answer. You're right. He barely played. He not training camp. He, he went the mercenary the market routes. Um, but he knows how to play the position. It, I, I don't know if he has left, but I know he understands play the position. He's before at a significant level, he's played a lot of NFL snaps at the position right now. I literally don't have anybody who knows how to play the position. That, that, to me, is the biggest concern. From that standpoint, at least as a defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, you understand you don't have to worry about a guy who's not going to understand. His, his role on a particular play or his responsibility on a particular play that alone is going to be a bit better. Then you have to decide, you know, how much left that I can't answer. Uh, you know, he might be like my internet this month. I'm trying to limp along to the break. Uh, he, he might have nothing left. To talk so excited to see Rashad, Pitt. I don't know if he's anything left. I, I mean, I don't know if Bradley Roby has anything left, but I know he understands how to play the position. And right now, they're rolling out guys who are out of position just because they don't have anybody else to play the position.
1: Yeah, no, like I said last week, I would not have minded if Howie Roseman decided to go get Russell Douglas. I don't care how tall he is. He knows how to play the position. If we're hanging our hat on Bradley Roby because he knows how to play the position, so does a guy like Rasul Douglas, who played it very well the last couple of years in Green Bay. Uh, So the Eagles, yes. uh, I I think Johnny wanted to say something, but his Internet's going in now.
2: I'm happy.
1: Why don't we take a – we'll take an early – Uh, We'll take an early break here. We'll let Johnny restart his computer, hopefully upgrade his uh, connection. And uh, our first guest should be joining us in about 10 minutes. Jeff Jeff Kerr from CBSSports.com, who always joins us early on Mondays, good enough to do so again. So we'll take our first time out here on Birds 365, hopefully be able to hear what Johnny Mack has got to say going forward. Stick around here on Birds 365.
3: Go to get your game on.
6: Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So
8: Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most.
6: When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty.
0: We got Mac and
1: Mac here on Birds 365. Jeff Carr is going to join us in a couple minutes. When he jumps in, we'll punch him up. Hopefully, Johnny Mac's uh, connection will uh, stick with us uh, more so than in segment number one. Jay Mac, again, we want to emphasize the positive today. Eagles won the game. They find a way to win week in and week out. They overcome the other teams, some of their own mistakes, but at the end of 60 minutes, Oh, and it took every single second of all 60 minutes for this one to be determined with CeeDee Lamb being tackled at the three-yard line. Yeah, they find a way to win the game, and that is the most important thing. As Jalen Hurts like to say, keep the main thing the main thing, and that's the Eagles winning. Uh, you do need to talk about the entire game, and Eagles took a shot yesterday. Uh, Dallas Goddard fracture in his forearm. Uh, he's going to be out for a period of time to be determined. I'm uh, reading, seeing, hearing people report IR is a possibility, which means at least four weeks. Um, he gets the bye week. The bye week comes at a opportune time for the Eagles with Goddard being out. Uh, what kind of fate you got in the backup Eagle tight ends to be able to step up, Johnny Mack?
2: Well, we saw it last season uh, for five games when Dallas broke uh, the glenoid. Uh, bone in his what, shoulder. What
1: did you just say?
2: Exactly. Glenoid bone in his shoulder. Um, the first indications I got are four to six weeks, um, which would be similar to the time he lost last season. That seems awfully optimistic to me with <laughs> a broken form. But what do I know? Um, I'm not yeah, a but Isn't that
1: something you can do the whole... I guess. on you know, Redick, wrap it up and make it look now? He kind of needs that to be able to catch the ball. It could be handicapping his potential to play the position the way he's used to playing and the way it would be optimum to play it. But I think get back out there and just uh, just not the same thing. I
2: guess, but do you want to risk it? And, you know, part of the reason why Dallas got hurt, I mean, he's he's won Kyle Brandt's angry runner thing, whatever he calls it, twice mm-hmm. this year. And he was doing it again, and that's how he got hurt with his angry run. So he plays such a physical brand of football. I don't know. It seems a little bit optimistic. Hopefully he can get back. It, it, clearly he's going to miss sometime. Um, at least four games. I do think they'll put him on injured reserve, and we we already saw it happen last year. Jack Stoll stepped up a little bit. Grant Calcaterra should be back. He was working already last week from his concussion. Uh, then you have Alberto, so you have a little bit uh, a little bit more. Maybe he can help from the pass catching aspect. But clearly, I mean, you're not going to be able to replace Dallas Goddard. They persevered without him last year. They weren't the same offensively. Um, You know, maybe they got to get Julio Jones more involved and and go about it a different way. He's a big body. Um, Maybe get him more involved uh, in the pass catching instead of AJ Devontae Dallas. Maybe it's AJ Devontae Julio. Um, and we'll see how much he has left in the tank. A lot of left-in-the-tank talk with Bradley Roby, veteran players, but that's what happens. I mean, with a Super Bowl team, you want these veteran guys who know how to play, and maybe maybe they do have something left in the tank. Admittedly, we haven't seen it yet, so, um, um, you know. But -hmm. it's got to be better. So uh, in, in the case of Dallas, in the case of Bradley, it's got to be better. In the case of, 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 of Dallas, it's not going to be better, period. No, no shot. Of
1: the backups are going to be able to perform like Dallas got it. Uh, but can they give them anything is the question at this point. And yet, Julio Jones can be more a part of the attack going forward. But the Eagles do what they do. And they're not going to go four wide receiver set all game long and just give up the tight end position. And I would suggest that's another thing that did bother me about yesterday's game. Again, they won. Most importantly, they won. They did not dominate on the offensive line line the way they usually do. Specific those last couple of drives where uh, you and I have given them uber credit for being able to run as good a four-minute offense as there is in the National Football League. They get the ball back. The other team knows they're running. The other team can't stop them. They run the clock, they win the game, and they walk off the field victorious. Not one, but two chances to do that yesterday and couldn't win the the mano a mano battle up front to just be able to run out the clock. Um, The last two were sons, Dallas Goddard, and maybe that's something we need to factor into the equation as to how much goddard's going to be missed the fact that he is a major addition to that offensive line when the Eagles are running the football it just didn't look as good doing it late in the game johnny mac as they usually do
2: <clears throat> no they didn't and you know this is one where um be careful what you wish for because they were so good in the third quarter um touchdown, touchdown. They really, you know, dominated the entire third quarter. They had the football basically the entire third quarter. And they went up um, uh, by two scores, and, and they tried to, you know, run the game out. We always talk about run-pass ratio. Well, the run-pass ratio was pretty good. It was <laughs> heavy run yesterday. But uh, be, be careful what you wish for because you had that two-score lead And they're trying to run out the game against a very good front. And I keep saying Jalen Hurts is not 100%, obviously, uh, when it comes to running the football. He's doing a tremendous job passing the football. Um, Some great throws yesterday, especially the touchdown to Devontae Smith, which is just a, a perfect throw and a tremendous catch as well. Uh, Number of those layered throws uh, throughout the game uh, doing a tremendous job from the pocket, but he's not healthy. And when you take away his ability to threaten the defense and people aren't as concerned, I do not think this, even with the offensive line, the offensive line is still great. I do not think. The Eagles are a good running team because they do not have running backs where you can just simply turn your back, hand the football, and they're going to be effective. They do not have Earl Campbell. They don't have Derrick Henry. Insert name. Even Christian McCaffrey, a, a different type of running back. They don't have that. I'm sorry. They don't. And I, I people are starting to recognize it. They need the plus one to be effective in the running game, and they need the quarterback to get healthy. And that Jalen Hurts said selfishly the bye is coming at a very good time for him because hopefully he can get back to close to 100% and bring that back to the Eagles' offense because they're going to need it without Dallas Goddard. They're going to need it.
1: I agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, Eagles like to run RPOs, but... The keep it option just doesn't play. this hand it is handed to the running back, not hand to the running back and throw, not hand to the running back and uh, the quarterback runs it himself. You take one third of those out, all of a sudden those options start to shrink pretty quickly. And you're right. I don't think the opponent right now, whoever it is, last couple of weeks, has any fear of Jalen Hurts keeping the ball and trying to make a play with his legs. He's just not. And he played a great game yesterday that, like you said, to pass to Smith was something uh, spectacular. But without him as part of the offense with the threat of running it, you're right, it's just not the same Eagle offense. All right, Kerr McDonald here, uh, excuse me, uh, McMullen and McDonald here. Let's add Jeff Kerr into the mix. He of CBSSports.com joins us early on Mondays. He was down at the Eagles game with Johnny Mack, hanging out in the uh, press box yesterday uh last play of the game back to pass Dak Prescott completes will they or won't they tackle him in the uh field of play they get him down at the two-yard line jeff kerr what were you doing were you uh nervously sitting now you can't scream and yell in the press box go ahead first thing i was thinking of
8: jody mack this guy will do anything not to throw an interception uh, you know, this is what I get tired of with the cow. Uh, Dak was the best player on the field yesterday, but
2: well, I disagree with that. that Jeff? Right off the, the bat, I disagree with that. I I disagree but, with, but that. Dak? Yeah. with Dak. Yeah, I I look. He is a veteran quarterback. He is a veteran quarterback. They have the ball first and five at the Eagles six
8: and false start, or, or was that the delay of game? I can't no, remember. The they they, they made start, so many the false
2: start was first. That's not necessarily Dak's fault. You don't know what goes on, but the false start was first. Then he takes a sack, and not only a sack, it was a great pass rush by Josh Wett, but that's an 11-yard sack, which that tells me, well, the, the, the foot ain't hitting the ground. If he's losing 11 yards, I have to rewatch the game. Obviously, it's I haven't had a chance to rewatch the game. But you have to understand that situation. You have to understand that situation. Well, there's
8: a lot of situations he didn't understand. Like BG even explained it last night at his locker. He, could, he couldn't believe he stepped out of balance yeah. on the two point conversion. Yeah. I'm like, you had old and and I'm using Fletcher Cox's words here, old ass BG beat, and you step out of balance. Yeah, it, 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 I can't believe this team is the worst situational football team I've ever seen from. From you said john the sack to step it out back and, and
2: the delay of delay- game I, I, you're a veteran quarter i don't expect that from a rookie and they they have a good play clock at lincoln financial field some of these stadiums are a little bit hanky it's right in front of your face and then I, I, it is it, it, it it's just it's unacceptable for a veteran quarterback and then Jody was saying what were you doing? You were cheering when he throws it short of the end zone because CD Lamb would have had to break in yeah. four tackles to get in the end zone.
8: Yeah. Well, that, this is that's what...
2: a bad throw. Yeah.
8: So this is what I thought when he threw it. I'm like, Why are you throwing it there? Dude, did C.D. Lamb think like someone was going to be behind him, the hook and ladder? Like, I just don't know what they were doing. I didn't even realize Sidney Brown was the one who got the fumble or forced the Like, I'm I'm just like, okay, game over. Like, this is a – they're a dumb football team. They're just a dumb football team. They do it every single year. I get sick and tired of people saying to me, this team's a Super Bowl contender. This team is this. This team is that. Beat somebody. That's all I'm saying. You're 0-2 against the Eagles and 49ers. It is – and you yeah. find ways to lose every single time. I'm
2: disappointed. I am disappointed, guys, in Dak Prescott. You go back to the playoff game where he tried to spot the ball himself, Um, yeah, not yeah. understanding the – You got to know that, Dak. I, I – I, you <laughs> know, yeah. How, how long have you been playing this position in this league? I, I you, you know
8: what, John? You know what my issue with Dak is? And, it, again, it's – the Cowboys trying to stay away from the Eagles' distraction. Even Micah Park, Micah Parsons said, "What was Dak do? Oh, put poor honey on me, you know? Like, come on, man, like." Know your well, that
2: stuff I don't care about. I mean, you know, that's like, what
8: losing people do. Losing quarterbacks.
2: Well, now, like, yeah, look, look, look yeah. at it from BG. Nobody talks more trash than BG. But I BG I have no does problem it with after, that.
8: after the fact, though.
2: He did. No, BG does it from the coin toss, man. I mean, yeah. he's talking crap, uh, from the coin toss. Um, and I have no problem with it. He he generally has backed it up throughout his career. Um, that, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me, but when you, I, I, I can't say it enough when you're a veteran quarterback and and you don't understand situational football it drives me insane. It drives me insane. If I were a coach, that would, that's the thing that would drive me the most insane. Well,
8: Mike McCarthy is also one of the worst situational coaches ever too. That, that, I, I don't think that guy knew how much time he actually had on the clock.
2: I find play. it very hard to believe that Mike McCarthy is not teaching Dak Prescott to look at the play clock and not take delay. Game I think Aaron
1: Rodgers bailed that guy out a lot so of times I. over the years.
2: Well, I was, that I, was one I of my big questions on the
1: Cowboys coming into the year. How do we know if Mike McCarthy can call plays? I, I, I had no idea, and I would say that he's been marginal at best this year. But John's right about Dak yes, because and we've been down this road before. Nothing, and I mean nothing, annoys me more than when they throw the ball short of where they should throw the ball. Johnny and I went back and forth last year about Kirk Cousins in a playoff game at the Giants. You can't throw the ball short of the sticks on fourth down. You can't. You can't bank on someone breaking a tackle and getting the first down or the touchdown. And that's what Dak did yesterday with C.D. Lamb. You can't throw in the middle of the field and think he's going to be able to beat four Eagle players to get into the end zone. You have to throw the ball into the end zone there, the same way Cousins had to throw it past the stick player. Nothing bothers me more. Talk about situational awareness. The quarterback's got to know. The receiver's got to know. If the receiver isn't past the area that he's got to pick up to extend the gate, you can't throw him the ball. I don't care how open he is. The, that's the just cow- that's just dumb football. The Cowboys outgained the Eagles 163-14 to
8: in the fourth quarter yesterday. <laughs> they had three possessions inside the 30 and did not score once. That is losing football, bottom line. That is why the Eagles are the Eagles. And the Cowboys
2: are the Cowboys. And well, that's why, yeah. Why I say first and five at the six-yard line with twenty-seven seconds, and left. you didn't
8: score. No, and
2: and they weren't, and they had CD Lamb, who the Eagles didn't cover all afternoon, and they just went backwards from six to eleven, from eleven to twenty-two, from twenty-two to twenty-seven. What? What is? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, they they. This is one where typically I look at you know a lot of eagles fans one of the first comments we got this morning in in the chat i saw oh, they're terrible they're they're the worst team they're a mirage um
9: right, no what?
2: typically they win games and, and they win games you're pretty comfortable here's one where i think the stupidity of the dallas cowboys bailed them out a little bit i right. really i really believe
8: but that. The, but they it's like you said john they have a history of doing this from the 49ers two years ago to to now it's they just find ways to lose games against good teams, whether they're getting blown out or whether they're making mistakes. I I, I kept saying in my head, I kept putting in my head about four or five times yesterday, this is going to be the signature win for the Dallas Cowboys and I got to shut my mouth. Nope. Didn't happen. They still find ways to lose. It, it, it's incredible how they were able to blow this football game because the Eagles blew it. I'm like, they didn't blow it. Dallas did. The win was there for the Cowboys to steal a division win. On the road, when you were getting outplayed through three quarters, and you clearly outplayed the Eagles in the fourth, and you still didn't win.
1: But I do want to give a couple Eagles credit here, as far as closing goes. Brandon Graham, Mr. Trash Talker himself, back-to-back plays, one clean sack, one shared sack for him to come up that big. You got to give him some credit, not just dumb Dak holding on to the football too long. No, B.J. made good good reads, good plays, good dip-unders on both of those plays. And then Josh Sweat with the biggest sack of the game, except Josh. I know, you talk about football awareness, situational awareness. Can't go celebrating when the clock is running. <laughs> and, and, and you're running over to the sidelines to do the swim move after you get the sack. Now, yeah. I know, you want to celebrate, you want to get into the fan. Can't be doing that. You got to get up and get ready for the next play. Did dodge a little bit of a bullet there. But hey, the Eagles defense did come up big in both of those two spots. It wasn't all just Dak choking. The Eagles defense got to get some credit for those two plays.
2: Uh well, Josh is great. I mean, uh, I've been talking about Josh what, all year. He might be the most underrated edge rusher in football. Uh and yeah, Brandon came up big um uh, in in uh, a big spot. Uh, and, and you know, the the only, re- and that was a great rush, the sweat rush, and I'm not even, but when I see that number, 11, that tells me, and that's how much Dak Prescott lost on the play, that tells me he had a chance to get the football out. If it's seven, maybe, you know, Jody brings up the, the Kirk Cousins play, and he's right. Kirk Cousins should have thrown it to the sticks in the playoffs. But also, Derek Lawrence bulldozed uh, the offensive lineman. It was on him immediately. Um, this is a little bit different. When you're 11 yards, that that means you have a little bit of time to understand the situation. And, the and, and remember, Dak
8: and was running football. on that, too. He was trying yeah. to do something. It's I, I don't know. With this will... Football- by the way, uh, can we give a shout-out to to Zach Cunningham? I actually thought he played the decent
2: Oh, he played well. tremendously, Zach Cunningham. Uh, Nicobe Dean, we didn't mention, injured again, uh, did not play well, I don't think, during the game. Zach Cunningham was tremendous. Uh, I thought he had a great game. I, I can't wait to see the the PFF grades and and see what they gave Zach Cunningham. Cause I, yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. I thought from the naked eye, he, he played a, a really good game. You could argue he was certainly, I, I don't even think you got, he was the Eagles best back seven player in that game. I, and there I've weren't been, a lot okay, of great yeah. back seven players in the game, but he was the best.
8: I, I took a look at the early coverage numbers for the secondary last night. I was actually kind of, I shouldn't say shocked because I, I didn't see him give up that many big plays. He gave a lot of completions, but Darius Slay only gave up 67 passing yards. I
2: well, Slay's. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the game, they stopped with the nonsense with the Ricks and Sydney Brown on CD lamb, and they were putting Darius Slay on, on CD lamb. Um, and it's, yeah, look, that's a really good player. Uh, Nick was talking about it after the game, CD lamb, he's having a great season. He's really difficult to deal with. But, you know, with anything, I said, it, I I don't know if I ever said, and I told Jody, and I'll tell you, Jeff, they targeted him 16 times, and I don't think it was enough. Yeah,
8: I, I said that to answer the checkup last time. Like, they probably should have targeted him 26 times. Yeah, it's, I would just kept throwing it to him. He was open yeah. all night.
1: Yeah. Well, but I, I, they, they had one other player who was a key contributor. And uh, talking about breaking down the film, I'd really like to know, they made the Cowboy tight end look like Noah. Yeah, he had again, a good right?
2: game as well. Yeah.
1: And it seemed like they just found the perfect seam between the linebacker and the safety. That's where it comes down to communication. When you're passing off, the linebacker has him off the line of scrimmage. Safety's got to pick him up thereafter. They seemed to just drill right into that middle spot. And I couldn't say afterwards. Oh, that's on Nakobe Dean. did, And then Morrow didn't get him covered. Blankenship didn't come up and make the play. I don't know who it was but they were making Ferguson look like he could be an all pro. That was another guy I questioned coming into the season. I thought losing Dalton Schultz was going to be a big loss for him. Oh, by the way, watch Dalton Schultz uh, go nuts earlier in the day, yeah. catching balls from CD lamb. Uh, but Ferguson, if if they weren't throwing at CD lamb, they were throwing it to Ferguson and they were getting results. It wasn't like they weren't getting plays out of their other wide receivers. They only had one. He was the tight end and, I'd love to know who came up small in the ty- the coverage of Ferguson because he burnt them pretty good, too. I,
8: I'll tell you what, I was talking to Eli Ricks after the game, you know, just, you know, just about CD Lamb. And I, I'll give the kid credit. His confidence is, has not been shaken by that. He goes, you know, I learned a lot just from watching CD Lamb. And I actually asked him about the dumb movie because he, he just flat out beat me. He said he's he CD Lamb and <laughs> I got a lot of work to do. So it's, you know, it, it, it's clear that. These young guys are learning by trial by fire. I feel bad for guys like Eli Ricks right now and Cindy Brown, Mario Goodrich when he was playing. it's They're in situations they shouldn't be at, at this point. Like, guys are just going kind to, of, they need Bradley Roby back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to get him. Bradley tweeted he's going to be back. So he's excited. He's going to be back after the bye. Um, Brandon Cooks, I mean, I didn't even. He played 58 snaps. I didn't even know he was on the
8: field. Uh, did, did he even catch a pass? Was that pass intended? I think for he caught one. one. <laughs> one
2: I think he for not one. much of a game either. Yeah. I didn't even know he was on the field. I I I, I sit next to Groats at the game, so it's really difficult <laughs> for me. But um, uh, I I asked him at one point: "Is is Cooks hurt? I, he's on the field every play." And I said, "I I didn't even know he was on the field." John, do you even know what number he wears? uh single digits right uh, yes I, jody's yeah. close yeah <laughs> number I, three three i knew it was
1: single digits i couldn't remember exactly what it i was. mean jalen
2: tolbert made a couple plays um uh, michael gallup has got nothing left i mean there's a guy you never know because there's a guy who looked like he was going to be a really good player towards the acl and he's just not the same um so you never know even with things that we take for granted, we say, Oh, he'll be back from an ACL and he'll be fine. He's not fine. He's not the same guy. Um, they don't have that second receiver. So that's a problem for them. But as Jody pointed out, Ferguson had a really nice game. Um, and, um, you know, he, he looks like he's turning into a pretty good player, but you know, so much of this game, you talk about the inches, uh, the the throw to the other tight end, uh oh, yeah. Spoonmaker, whatever his name is. Oh
9: yeah.
2: Um, Reed Blankenship made a tremendous play there, uh, in, in six inches away from a, a a touchdown on fourth and one, and then you mentioned before, Jeff, that Dak Prescott running out of bounds. If that's a two point conversion, they can kick the field goal and go to overtime at the end of the game. Um. Yeah, man, I, Al Pacino think, fighting John, for those inches any given Sunday.
9: Yeah,
8: John, football is such an interesting game when it comes to scoring touchdowns. So your body doesn't have to cross the plane at all, but the ball doesn't. It's a touchdown. Yeah. You, you know, but half his body is across. Oh uh, yeah, he was
2: it. Yeah, it looked yeah you know, to the naked eye it looked like touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, so and
8: that was on our side of the field. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. a touchdown. Then I look, I'm like, is it a touchdown? I'm, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure how they were going to rule it, but. And then I looked, third look, I'm like, it's not a touchdown. So it's – All game. right,
1: we got on Dak's case and rightfully so. We got on the Cowboys' case for foolish penalties in that last drive. Eagles had 10 penalties in the game, and a couple oh, yeah, of them man. came at very inopportune times. Jody, I'm glad you brought
8: that up because, John, I wanted, to, I wanted to hear your take on this too. What did you think of the son rough and the Passer on Prescott?
2: I, 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 I mean, I. There's bad roughing the passer calls. I mean, again, I always say Jody knows he's probably sick of me saying this. I don't like the legislation, in Egypt, but that's what it is. Yeah. And they call they call the game like they call the game. And I always say the people don't like the legislation. That that's the official. yeah. They blame the ref, but it's not yeah. the ref. Yeah. yeah, they don't like the rule, and I don't like the rule either. But in today's game. It's probably rough in the past.
8: I I don't like how earlier in the game, and again, I didn't think it was a penalty when he did it, but when Michael Parsons slammed Hurts to the ground, I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal. But then a, but then a defensive player gets a penalty for pushing a quarterback? I'm like, come on, man. I'm like Just be consistent with it. That's all I ask.
2: It happens all over the league, though. It's not yeah. like they're picking on the Eagles. I mean. No, no, they're no, no they push- not. I- and when you see a week where, you know, Aiden O'Connell starting and Jaron Hall starting and who else? Play, is Clayton Tune Clayton Tune is.
8: Josh Do- Josh Dobbs is leading the Vikings to victories. Yeah. By the By the way, they're that making was, the playoffs with Josh Dobbs. I'm calling that, that was right a now. good.
2: That was a good story. Josh Dobbs didn't take one rep. Didn't take one rep. Didn't even know the names of his receivers. He was showing. Jefferson. He was showing. isn't there.
8: To, to offensive linemen on the sidelines and they yeah. all at down like Wait, mm-hmm. what
2: <laughs> yeah that was a, that's a good story josh Dobbs uh deserves a lot of credit i think he'll be exposed in the coming weeks but that's me um i,
8: I like him though it's, he, he's a guy it's you know the titans called on him last year week 17 just yeah yeah, yeah. Off the yeah.
9: Street.
2: but you know i think that was a second win as a starter so i wouldn't decry him as the next brock purdy just yet but, yeah right uh, exactly Yeah, Uh, he did a nice job. He did a tremendous job. But, you know, the the league doesn't want all these injured quarterbacks, so they're doing uh, as much as possible to protect them because they want offense. Everything involves on offense. And that's the thing that they're throwing these illegal contact flags from the opposite side of the field. It has nothing to do with the play. That, to me, is is the most frustrating or listening part. to
8: uh um, my fellow national cohorts during the game complain about the tush push was driving me insane i i almost felt like saying a of well, shut it. up it's a football the, the
2: cowboys announcers brad sham i think it's brad sham and babe laufenberg it's out there yeah. they they were calling for it and by the way good for babe it was babe who said uh well we got to play him twice a year so you gotta get a band I, at least he's honest. Yeah, He's not, not trying to yeah. hide behind. Yeah.
5: But speaking
1: yeah. of the tush-push, and despite the fact that he's got a bum knee, Jalen continues to be able to get the first downs whenever necessary. And a tip of the cap to uh, Nick because he goes for it inside his own 40-yard line right off the bat to start the game. That's how much confidence he has in it.
2: That's ballsy, by the uh, way. It really yeah, was. It yeah.
1: I give Sirianni credit for that. But John and I was just touching on this before we punched you up, Jeff. Um, Eagles scored 28 points, which was enough to win yesterday. But in the fourth quarter, when they're looking to run out the clock, they just couldn't do it. If uh, it was the offensive line not winning the mano a mano battle or the fact that the Eagles, when they run an RPO, nobody believes Jalen Hurts going to keep the football and run with it. Uh, And I know he's playing with a bum knee, but this is now the better part of four or five weeks. Even before we knew that his knee was hurt, he wasn't all that effective. How important is it for Jalen Hurts to get back to 100%? I I don't want to. I don't need to see him run it uh, the way he did at the beginning of last year. But he's got to run it better than he's running it right now, because that was a key element to the Eagles' offensive game when they were scoring thirty plus every single week at the beginning of last season. How much did they miss Jalen Hurts' ability to keep the football and run it?
8: Uh, they missed in the fourth quarter last night. I don't think they go three and out on three consecutive possessions that Jalen Hurts is one hundred percent or close to it. Uh, you know, with that bum knee, it really limited a lot. I still. Don't know what happened on the fumble. They credits or de- did AJ Brown hit him? I mean, they were. Oh, goal. yeah.
1: AJ yeah, Brown so, ran into, into Swift on the play. Yeah. yeah. It, it,
8: that's what, again, that's why the Eagles don't use motion, but, you know, they're trying to get creative. Like I said. They,
2: the run, into each each they yeah, run into each other. They run into each other.
8: Yeah. They're trying to get creative there. And I'm like, well, look, if they have Jalen, that's not a thing. And, you know, DeAndre Swift's more effective because of that. And I thought the running game was better last night with Tyler Steen in there, but. It's still not what it should be. Uh Rashad Penny only getting two snaps to me. I know they don't like him. I know they don't play him, but the guy had his yards per carry average on his first carry last night. Like I, I guess I guess the Eagles don't like six yard runs. I don't
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I I mean DeAndre Swift did not have a good game running the football. No. Um I don't know what he ended up, like two yards a carry. I, I'll be um, honest, he hasn't, he hasn't been good.
9: He
8: hasn't been good since like week 18, 4
2: three. not good. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not good. And that last drive was like, they, they tried to run it. Uh, I think he had one yard, two yard fumble or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not, and that's what I said, you know, he's a good player. I'm not saying he isn't a good player. He's a good player, but He's not the kind of guy you just turn around and hand him the football in the traditional way. He's not going to be effective in in that manner. and that's where Jalen Hurts comes into it. Now, maybe Rashad Penny is for whatever reason. I mean, the coaching staff sees him every day. Um, they don't think he's um, should be on the field.
8: And they never give uh, you a, a legitimate reason, on or off the record, why he's not playing.
2: <laughs> well, you know. That, that, that's Nick's way. Nick's never going to bury a player. Um, but, you know, you, you say a lot when you you take them off the field. And, you know, Mario Goodrich, for instance, um, you know, they took him off the field. Um, and, you know, we're going to see. I think one of the most interesting stories going into the bye week, uh, because I think Tyler Steen played pretty well. Um, did did they move forward with Tyler Steen as the right guard even when Cam Juergens is ready uh, to go I think that's one of the more interesting stories because that's where they want to go and if he's ready that's who they want to be their long term right guard why wouldn't you keep him there from my perspective
8: I thought they wanted him to win the job in camp but Cam never gave it up and uh, as we've seen this year guys are losing their jobs through the injury so
2: yeah yeah We've why seen not our team? yeah kenny I'm Gainwell working. lost his job yeah he got hurt in in week one and then DeAndre had a big game
1: let me go back to the running back position because i was thoroughly intrigued with the way things played out yesterday
2: during the week the
1: coach was asked about kenny Gainwell, and he got defensive I, i'm sorry that's just the way i saw it Throwing Kenny Gainwell into a comparison with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. Oh, if every time somebody made a mistake, we pulled him out, we wouldn't have a quarterback. Or uh, Jalen Hurts. And, no, that was just a foolish thing to say. But he was going to bat for Kenny Gainwell. The fact that the Eagles continued to seem, seem to have faith in him. Yesterday, Gainwell makes the big play early. The touchdown yeah, the best run. Yeah, the leap run yeah, into the end and zone. And then he disappears. We only and then he gets anymore. two more carries the rest of the game. Well, which is it, coach? Do you trust and love Kenny Gainwell or do you fear Kenny Gainwell? On a day when Swift's not running it well, why didn't they go to Kenny Gainwell in the second half of that game, Johnny Mac?
2: Yeah, well, shocking. Nick often contradicts himself. Um, yeah, it's not the first time. I mean, you you bring up the point, like uh, as you said, the comparison to A.J. and Jalen was goofy, number one. But number two, saying, Oh, he never sits people. He sits people all the time. He sat Mario Goodrich. I mean, what 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 are you talking about?
8: The only thing um, Eagles haven't done the Mario Goodrich yet is put his locker with the rest of the practice squad guys.
2: Yeah. He's well, they got did regular for, for a while and they moved some of the uh portable lockers out. They actually did move them inside and then they moved them back outside. So um yeah, but anyway, uh yeah, he does it all the time. He he contradicts himself, but you know when you speak extemporaneously occasionally you're going to do that uh i'm a little surprised cuz that was such a good run early uh great kickout block by the birthday boy himself jason kelsey on that play as well but um it, yeah it was a it was a good play it was and they were not running the football effectively um and, oh, somebody... by the way,
1: swift followed fumbled not once twice yeah well he yeah. didn't lose the ball but he fumbled twice i thought yeah. oh, at some point yeah, Kenny I, me- I was gonna get the shot here he never did i remember yeah. last year that's all people did
8: was get on Miles sanders for fumbling the football and use that same energy for the hometown boy it's all i'm saying it's all i'm saying
2: yeah that might be one of those where the, as they go into the bye week and the self-scout they might start saying eh, maybe we got to go Kenny's got to get it a little bit more again. Maybe Rashad Penny's got to get I was it saying, Or
1: maybe more. Jeff boy Rashad Penny, gets a shot. He, he, did, won't, get an eight I, yard, he did get a six-yard run yesterday. I had people laughing in the press box when he had six
8: yards on the on his first carry. I'm like, oh, Rashad Penny just reached his, yard, his career yards for carry average. They should bench him. They did.
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't quite go back to him. All right, so um, question for both of you guys and this is pure speculation at its finest. Um, if Goddard's going to miss two games, three games, four, whatever Goddard's going to miss, it's going to be several games. We know that. Who's going to get the most? Is it just a given that it's Jack Stoll because of the experience, because of the trust factor? They don't have trust in Calcaterra. They surely don't have trust in Albert O. They got him out there yesterday only because Calcaterra wasn't uh, capable of going. Is it Jack Stoll to the rescue? Do we have enough confidence in that Eagle fans to believe that, you know, the the receiving numbers are going to go down, but is Stoll's addition as a blocker going to be enough to justify him getting the snaps he's going to get? I
8: mean, John is Jack Stoll, right? Uh, Yeah. I I don't see. Jalen loves
2: Jack Stoll. That's part of it. Uh, Jalen Hurts loves Jack Stoll. Um, Trust him. Yeah. I mean, we, we, as I said, the Eagles went through it last year. We saw it, um, and it's going to be Jack, and they have to play a little bit differently because uh, he's not obviously going to scare people um, as a receiver, but he does have good hands. He's going to catch it when you throw it to him. He's not going to do much with it. And then you would hope that one of the other two, Grant Calcaterra was a rookie last year, and... Um, you would hope he, he and Albert O could give you a little bit more in the passing game and sort of piecemeal it like that. Uh, but Jack's going to get the most snaps. Um, he's the most ready to play and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And that's, that's what you want when you, when you sort of have to elevate a backup. But I do think they have to find, and I mentioned Julio Jones, Jeff, that might be a Julio Jones. Yeah. You go about it in a different way, but get that big body as a receiver, that third part of the passing game. I think they're more equipped this year than last year because they do have Julio and Albert. They didn't have, really. It was like cross your fingers with Grant Calcaterra last year.
8: Yeah, I feel like Albert McQuaven, um, could play some sort of role here because he has played meaningful snaps before in the NFL with Denver. I mean, he's not going to be a focal point, but I-, I agree with you, John. I think it is going to be... A little more Julio. I think they, they run a lot more 11 than they normally do, so we'll probably see more Julio. Uh, I talked to Quez Watkins on Friday. He said he's he's close. Uh, yep.
2: Yeah, he's been out there working. I know people are going to get excited by that, but Quez looks close. You know,
8: he almost was lost for the season, by
1: the way.
2: <laughs> Jody, Jody's good. Uh,
8: That's your boy, yeah. Jody? Uh, the, fe-
1: uh, the fear of Quez Watkins. Yeah. Well, you said every once in a while, speaking intemporaneously, extemporaneously, uh, the coach will uh, say something that turns out to be questionable. There's nothing more questionable than the fear of Quez Watkins. The fear he puts in opposition that get A.J. Brown open and Devontae Smith. Oh, come on, just move on from it. Hey, what, you, like, hey it
8: they need his speed. speed, Jody Mack. That tells you himself. Gotta stretch the
1: field. Got to stretch the field a joke it's a joke it it just i'm sorry spacing
2: is real spacing is real in the nfl i mean as the cowboys it, it, it
8: worked pretty well for them last night until they they couldn't space anymore
2: same yeah. same in the nba so you got to space you got to space the floor you got to space the field in the nfl uh, by the Stop. way i'm on i am on i'm on
1: my really Nick Nurse
8: high
2: no. oh no i do believe that oh i believe and that too. i think it's
8: Look very Look at well, the then, curve, why don't boy. teams
1: in the National Football League have sprinters? Why doesn't Devin Allen play? He's faster than Everybody's got everybody's got speed. Nobody, nobody could space the field more than Devin Allen. If you're talking about pure speed going down the middle, stop. Well,
2: that that's. I mean, I'm not saying you don't have to be able to, and I'm not saying Devin's you know uh, a developmental project, uh, a strange one, admittedly, because he's. A little bit older you know he's not a great route right you got to be able to do other things but jeff i i mean receivers in the nfl does receivers in the nfl are insanely fast i mean the slowest receivers are insanely fast for the average person um stretching the field for every nfl team is a big big deal um when when you have corners who can just Squad on routes because they're not concerned that guys the Cowboys, can run by with, them.
8: The Cowboys do it with uh Kavate Turpin, he's not exactly the, yeah. the greatest receiver in yeah. the world. But when he's a, the Eagles paid attention, he was on the field.
2: I mean, when you make it easy for NFL corners, man, they are smothering. Uh, when they're not scared when people can run by them, that that makes it really difficult for a quarterback. So, I'm not saying, Quez is a good player i'm not saying he's doing it well but i'm saying it's a very real thing in the nfl very
1: real but you have to if you're a defensive player you have to be able to react to a guy going down the field unless you have no faith that he will catch the football if they throw it to him and then it's irrelevant doesn't matter how quickly well
2: you can't the the last thing you can do and remember we're we're two defensive coordinators in with nick sirianni explosive place you can't just say that's where you and I depart dramatically, Jody. You can't just say, oh, so-and-so is not going to catch the ball so I can let him run by me. Because you're going to lose your job quickly if you approach it that way.
8: And by the way, um, Jody, I'm not afraid of Quez catching the football. I'm afraid of what he does after he catches the football.
2: I too. Fumble dude. it? <laughs> Fumble
8: both, it, not get the first down, without, whatever floats your boat.
1: Both yeah. of those two things. All right, Jeff could before we let you run, Mr. NFC East. Any chance the Giants put a call into you this week to see if you want to go up and <laughs> throw the football around for well oh, No, no, no. Um
8: they got some guy they got the guy from Goodfellas, uh Tommy DeVito. They they don't need they don't need me. Uh, you know, he might be better than Daniel Jones at this point. What what a
9: joke uh, of
2: Daniel Jones is Otto Graham compared to Tommy DeVito. I, I mean, and I'm not I, boy, the New York Giants are the worst team in football. The worst I team in football. I, the worst team in football. You know
8: what? I am going to pat myself right now. I said the Giants are going to be god-awful this year, and the Patriots are going to be god-awful. I'm tooting my horn. I know a bad football team when I see them.
1: And here's what I'd like to know about the Giants, and they only know behind closed doors decisions that were made and the like. Who was the one who went to slam their hand up? We have to re-sign Daniel Jones. Somebody had to make that call. Somebody made that call for the Giants this offseason. And if it's Joe Shane, who they just hired and had a good year last year, and he he could be questioned during this offseason as to whether he should retain his job. I don't get
8: the years. Giants' philosophy. Did they like losing 38-7 in the divisional round last that year?
2: That was the worst thing that ever happened to him was winning that playoff game. The worst thing because Kirk Cousins threw short of the sticks. Well, no, Kirk Cousins <laughs> Not kept <even> that <laughs> Kirk Cousins kept the Vikings in that game. The Vikings defense was so bad. Daniel Jones went up and down the field against on- Ed Donatel's defense. By the way, for predictions, I, I said to Jody before the season, the Vikings have no talent on defense outside Daniel Hunter. But I said they'd be. Top half of the league with Brian Flores, they're top half of the league yep. with Brian Flores. They came I, into this week. 13. I actually said I was shocked. Was, I actually
8: I said was that, was the, that was one of the best hires of the all season. That yeah, Brian Flores.
2: The, the guy does a tremendous job. Ed Donatello was the exact opposite. It was one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. He went up and down the field. The only reason they were in that game for Kirk Cousins to screw it up was for, was because of Kirk Cousins, who had a phenomenal game. Um. But them winning that football game convinced them that they were close. And it's like they forgot the next week when the Eagles pretty much just laughed at them uh, in, in in route to what, – what was the score of that 38 game? 38-7. 38-7. Seven. Seven. That was the worst thing that ever happened to the New York Giants. And they made a bunch of decisions off that bullshit win uh, and, and set themselves back. I couple, actually think
8: Washington years. is running a better – organization right now that they blew it up they just said you know what we're not winning with Montez Sweat we're not winning with Chase Young here the Bears you want to give us a second round pick for Montez Sweat have at it we'll we'll
1: take it I I think it's too early give the Bears credit because Johnny always likes to take the Bears apart because yeah they made a couple questionable decisions they got Sweat and they got him signed that's uh, that's, yeah, that's well, well, that's that, adding that a good player that's me, that's and, getting, and getting and getting
8: him. It's new for them.
2: Adding a good player is new for that. Yeah, adding yeah. a good
8: player, signing him, and getting a pass rush. Hey, give him a tip I of the hat great.
1: to the Bears. They don't always get it right, so when they. Very infrequently do. You got to give them credit for it.
2: Well, I the reason I criticize the Bears so much is because nothing they do makes sense. That's all. It's well, like was a...
1: trading for and signing Montez Sweat. Did that make sense to you, John?
2: No, not from their perspective for the reason uh, they, they're complete rebuild. So, you know, now they're sort of piece. They're sort of trying think to Montez Sweat only has
1: one year left.
2: They're no, trying my, to serve two masks.
8: My defense of the bears was they have all this cat room in the off season. And if you they feel Montes, spend it
2: on something. Yeah.
8: I yeah. And I feel like if you feel Montez sweat is better than the 35th overall pick in the draft, at least that's yeah, which the, I
2: agree with. Projection. All right. Yeah. I that That I agree with that. Well, if you're Washington, Washington.
8: If you're, um, who's your GM? I'm, I'm forgetting that. Oh, uh, Jason, Wright. Ryan
2: polls. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 Washington's watching. GM. Yeah. Oh, Washington.
8: Jason yeah. Roy, or, um, you're running we, to the phone, yeah, yeah. You're running to the phone. You're you're saying, "Oh look, you want to give us that for him for a player?" Well, I think. About, well, go here's the thing about
2: him. Washington, Ron. Essentially, uh, he's the president, um, and Ron Rivera is essentially the GM with yeah. attorney So they're running, and they're obviously gone. So I don't even know who's going to be running Washington. We're going to have to see what Josh Harris does. Um, and I think Josh Harris will be better. Um, Well, I don't think. He's definitely going to be better. Anybody
8: is better than Daniel Snyder.
2: Yeah, right. So they're going to be better. I don't know how good, but they're going to be better. The Giants, I'm a little disappointed with because I thought Brian Dayball was a great hire. I think he's a good coach. I still think he's a good coach. I think Joe Shane made some good decisions in his first year. And then they just weren't honest with themselves. And I would say that's the most difficult thing to do for an NFL executive. You got to be honest with yourself. And they should have realized that that was a, that was a nice win on the road in the playoffs, but they, they made too much of it.
8: And by the way, their offensive line still sucks. In fact, it's even worse than it was last year. And it wasn't any good,
2: but it all starts with the quarterback.
1: And that's the biggest mistake they made was given it, Danny dimes, $40 million. I'm sorry that the, if if that's the price of doing business in the NFL, Danny Dimes is I get it. everything's going up. And it never comes back down. In no world is Danny Dimes a I'll, I'll
8: give you won. one, Jody. you your Jets. I'd rather and keep in mind this guy has been the worst quarterback in the league the last two years, statistically. I think I'd rather have Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones right now.
1: Yeah, at least you at, at least you're not paying Zach. Yeah, exactly. You're not now. paying
8: Zach Wilson. You right. can just get rid of him.
1: That's that's a key difference. All right, Jeff Kerr, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for jumping in. We will talk to you next Monday, even on the bye. Thanks for doing it today. Yep, sounds great. Thanks Thank for having me on. Jeff time. Kerr, read them on cbssports.com each and every single uh, day. All right, McMullen, McDonald, coming back. Hour number two coming your way. Uh, Chris Franklin, nj.com, going to join us in less than 20 minutes. So stay here with Birds 365.
11: Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your green house? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250.
0: G-L-E-S, Eagles.
1: You got your Magamac Mac guys, John McMullen mm-hmm. John we are on bird 365 after a 28-23 win over the Dallas Cowboys. And John, uh, you had to run out and go down to South Philly on Friday uh, to get some off-the-record stuff from the coach. I don't think I said it here on Birds 365. I think I said it Thursday night. I was on Thursday night on WIP. Uh, my prediction on the game was 26-21 Eagles. And I said the Cowboys would score a fourth quarter touchdown to cut the deficit to five, and they would miss a two-point conversion. So they'd get to 21 in a rather funky way. But I had the Eagles winning by five, and the Cowboys missing a two-point conversion in the fourth quarter. That's pretty damn close. Now, I know it's 28 three. I saw
2: Kemski was spiking the football. He predicted 28-23. Nice. He got the score right on? He got it uh, correct. Uh, uh, so, yeah, but that's nice. Uh, that's That's good enough, Jody. That's yeah. good enough.
1: And uh, they, I know that uh, some people were ticked off that went 26-21 because it was right on the number. And 47 was the under over. I had scored 47 points combined between the two teams. But I did say I'd take the Eagles plus three. I, I thought I thought the odds makers were doing a, the Eagles a little disservice by only making them a three-point choice. Uh, that means on a the neutral team. Cowboys
2: fight, always get a little bit more credit than they probably should. And that's
1: that's a wagering thing, that they take more money nationally than probably yeah. any other team. So I think they do slant it a little bit. So that factored in. But if you bet the bird yesterday, you were a winner because of it. Don't uh, don't complain. Don't question. Just cash your ticket, which is a good thing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I, I Shame on me, I missed this yesterday. Uh, I never saw it. Uh, you might have tweeted it, all the other Eagle Beat guys I just – was in the middle of doing some things just as the game started yesterday. Do you have the inactives for yesterday handy? Is I don't know, have it
2: in front of me, but yeah, I can I can uh, pull it up. Um, yeah, Derek Barnett inactive. So that that
1: was the reason I was asking the question: Is Barnett hurt? Or no, were they
2: healthy scratch. Were they
1: playing him the entire time to just like? cross their fingers and play that someone would be foolish enough to give them a swap of rounds in the draft pick to be able to trade. And now that, cause you've been telling me for weeks, maybe they actually like him. Maybe they actually think that he brings something to the table first week after the trade deadline, DNP coaches decision I'm kind of doubting that logic, John, that the Eagles think that Derek Barnett is still bringing something to the table.
2: Well, I think uh, it, it, that's understandable. I, I think I'm going to wait one more week for this reason. The Eagles were concerned, very concerned uh, about the Cowboys special teams uh, for a couple of reasons. One, John Fossles, one of the, one of the best uh, coordinators to do it. Um, He's been that way for a number of years. And the other is Turpin, uh, who is a tremendous return guy. And he did kick a a 48-yard return, uh, had a 48-yard kickoff return. Um, So they elevated Ben Van Sumeren, which came out of nowhere. And for those who don't know Ben, very raw prospect, tremendously athletic though, athletic freak. He was one of the best uh, testers. In the combine, um, and they they wanted his athleticism on the field, and and Patrick Johnson, who had been because of numbers crunching, um, had been inactive for a couple of weeks early in the season. Played more special team snaps than anybody. So, if it wasn't the Cowboys, I, I want. That's why I want to wait one more week. Now, if they come out of the bye and he's inactive again. Yeah, do we, um, do we fear Canada? the
1: Kansas City Chiefs special teams the same way the Cowboys? No,
2: no. <clears throat> and that's sort of what I'm saying. If So I want to wait and see if they make him inactive again, because the second part is, well, maybe I was saying, maybe they finally want to get Nolan more work, Nolan Smith, and they didn't get Nolan Smith more work. No. Um, so that's sort of the reason I want to see what they do against Kansas city. Now, if he's active again, inactive again against Kansas city. Yeah. Then they just benched him, but they were, and this is long before I knew they were going to make him inactive. They were very concerned about the Cowboys special teams. Legitimate.
1: Nolan Smith, all of nine snaps again yesterday with Derek Barnett out of the mix and Nolan Smith uh, getting all of nine sacks. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just not confident enough on uh, Nolan Smith, uh, the first round of he's gotta, He's,
2: he, he's got to get stronger. Um, and, you know, I was talking to BG after the game, and, and you know, because he's his snaps are down. Sweat and Redick are playing too much, um, bottom line. But when you're in tough games, is it, back in the day, I always point out, the Eagles would talk every year, about we got to lighten Fletcher's load and they never would because they would get in the tight games. They weren't as dominant back then they'd get in the tight games and they wouldn't be able to get them off the field. Similar. They're in a tight game. Well, you need Braddock on the field. You need sweat on the field. Um, and they played a ton and they're not getting reps from Nolan. Um, and, and BG is down. Um, but I expect him to get more reps they They have him on a pitch count for a reason. They want him to be healthy for the stretch run. Um, so I expect his to go up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it'd be nice to get that fourth guy. They were looking for the fourth guy last year and they couldn't find the fourth guy and they can't find the fourth guy this year. Uh, cause Barnett's done nothing. Nolan Smith hasn't, um, impress them enough to get snaps and, and Patrick Johnson, you know, is more of a special teams guy. So um, yeah, they're still looking, they're still looking and you would hope that Nolan Smith would have seized that role, but it hasn't happened.
1: All right. So the Eagles get the bye week this week, John, and uh, I'll, I'll already admit ahead of time, uh, you talked earlier about we hate the legislation of the NFL. Don't hate the refs. We hate the legislation. And the rules. oh, they think they, they,
2: they hate the refs, but they, right. they hate they, the
1: legislation. They actually hate the legislation. Oh, I hate the collective bargaining agreement. That the NFL, <laughs> the greedy owners that they are, always, always, not sometimes, always, when they're in a collective bargaining agreement, they've got to give something to get a deal done. Oh, we'll just make you work less. Less practice time. You guys don't actually have to work for the, the, the during the season. We'll give you days off. We'll limit the hours that you can put in. What you can and can't do. Number of padded practices. When in doubt, just don't ever give the players another penny. But give them time down. Give them downtime and the like. The Philadelphia Eagles have their buy. If the collective bargaining agreement wasn't what it was in place. They could, and I know some people hate this phrase, but it kind of is on point, clean some things up. Because I know they're 8-1, and one, they got the best record in the NFL. You watch that game from stem to stern yesterday. There's some things Eagles could still clean up that they could be better on. And they won't get a chance to do that this week because the collective bargaining agreement won't allow them. They're off. Did
2: they not come back till Tuesday of next week, John? They? Uh, they're probably not coming back. Remember the the Kansas City games Monday Night Football, so they're probably coming back a, a day later. Um, they they they'll be in there this week for a little bit. Uh, they have to get the weekend off. Um, uh, I think it's four consecutive days uh, they have to get out, and it's got to be weekend, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday um Monday most likely for the Eagles um but yeah, I mean, it's just the rules and you gotta deal with it um and you know because I oh, I saw a New York guy uh, go nuts because Zach Wilson went on vacation with his rather attractive girlfriend and uh, he should be working he can't work. It's collectively bargained everybody, it's part, uh, and, and, you know, for the Eagles and, and Jalen hurts said it yesterday, selfishly, it's coming at the best time for me because sure. some of these guys are banged up. And by the way, uh, now that I'm on this tangent, don't, don't tweet me about insert name being glass. I get that every time somebody gets hurt. Oh, he's glass. He's made of glass. I, I, I I'm take one hit. These guys take. Um, Avante Maddox is, but oh, he's made of glass, he's one of the most physical players. That's part of his problem, right? He's five he's foot physical. nine, 180 pounds, and he plays like he's 220 pounds. And, and if Avante Maddox hit these people who are calling him glass once, they'd go home and cry to their mother. Um, it just drives me insane. So please don't tweet that at me. NFL players take a beating. And that's part of the reason they have this bye week. But um, I digress. Uh, uh, The the Eagles could use, the Eagles are banged up. And um, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Now, the coaches are going to work, but Nick tends to give them a little bit of time as well because you do need to decompress. Um, And we'll see how they come out of it. Obviously, Kansas City, do they have a bye week this week? Kansas City cuz they were in Germany. Um I,
9: I think they, they might
2: have a bye week as well. Um I'm not positive. Uh, duh, 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 duh. uh they do. So oh no, they're playing the Don- No, yes, they have a bye week. Right, they play Um so they there. have a they bye week as well and we know anti reed coming off the bye week, so yeah.
1: That, um, that's a bit of a problem. Um And again, let me state this because uh, I want people to understand. I'm not complaining about the Eagle players. I'm not complaining about the Eagle coaching staff. This is the same thing as I'm not complaining about the refs when they're calling penalties the way the league has set up penalties. You think your problem is with the ref. No, your problem is the rules. It may sound like I've got a problem with either the Eagle players or the Eagles coaching staff. I have a problem with neither one. They can't do anything about it. The rules are the rules. You can't practice. You can't get extra time in. It's collectively bargained out of the conversation. So I'm not coming down on anybody as far as the Eagles go. I'm just looking at an eight and one record and saying, you know, but there are still a couple things they could be better at, but it's not on them to fix them this week. You would, oh, what, bye week give them that much more time to work on it? No, it doesn't. Because those are the rules. They're not allowed to go in and put in the extra time to get things done. So I'm not calling. somebody just took a shot at me on the street. Oh, Jody's always negative. I'm not negative about anything here. This is the rules. I'm negative about the NFL. I'm negative. Let me once again say the greedy owners who never, ever in a collective bargaining agreement give the players anything as far as extra money goes. Well, it will just come up with something else we can give them to appease them so we can keep every last dime. No, I'm not mad at the Eagles. I'm mad at the owners of the NFL that they don't give themselves a chance to improve their product in season.
2: And you're yeah, probably well, that, that, right. that That I agree with. I mean, the product isn't, and that's partially because they don't practice as much. I mean, it's right. common sense. If you don't practice as much, if practice makes perfect, is the old say. I mean, it's common sense. The more you practice something, the better you're going to get at it. And they've never practiced less in, in the NFL. Now, some of that's good, some of it's bad. They did take it probably too far in the old days where, you know, Guys didn't have downtime. They're running them ragged and all that kind of thing. So, uh,
1: you you were there in Minnesota for one of the more tragic days. Yeah, of the yeah, of yeah. Football league, right.
2: Uh, I I mean, people think it's it's. I'm old enough, unfortunately, to remember the before times. And when I tell you the the old school mentality, read about Bear Bryant some days about not 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 keeping people hydrated. And, and that's what happened with Corey Stringer. Yep. It, it, Corey Stringer was the, the literal demarcation line. And I, and I tell people this story all the time and they don't believe me. Younger people, hundred percent true. We as media people could not bring water onto the practice field, uh, before Corey Stringer, you know, Corey was specifically not drinking water cause he was overweight. um, for those that Corey was a very good player, tremendous player, but he was a little overweight even for an offensive lineman. And he, the 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 Vikings would always get on him about his weight. And he had that old school football mentality of guys being tough. And I know Mike Tice, who's a phenomenal guy and a great offensive line coach and an underrated head coach when he got the opportunity. But he was really hard on him. And I know it affects him to this day. And, you know, trying to you know, say, you know, you got to lose weight and he's trying to stay away from water to prove he was tough. It was just a different time and it ends up the way it ends up. And so as tragic as that was, it created so many changes, literal hydration periods. um, And that part of it uh, was something good out of something very, very bad. But yeah, it I, I don't think people understand it was brutal. Uh two-a-days. It, it, it was brutal. Uh and, and and that part getting away from that is, is a good thing. And the
1: pendulum needed to swing. My only point is it swung so drastically and so quickly it might have overswung as far as uh getting a balance as to be able to put your best, best product on the field and give the players enough time to practice it. A perfect example with the Eagles right now. The fact that Eli Ricks and Sidney Brown are playing slot corner. Neither one of them is a slot corner because they didn't play slot corner in their career before. And the time to cross train them in practice just isn't there. You don't have the chance. You got to get your regular guy. But they Maddox got to get some reps and preseason get go. Oh, my God, I think we need to cross-train Eli Ricks at the slot corner because we're going to have four injuries lead up to it. We're going to be playing him more than anybody else in the slot against C.D. Lamb. Who the hell could have known that that was going to happen? No one. But even if they did, if they had a crystal ball and told them that was going to happen, they couldn't do anything about it because they don't have enough practice time. All right. all oh, off on a tangent. Uh, sorry about that. But uh, Chris Franklin, our buddy from NJ.com, is going to join us next on a Victory Monday here on Verge 365.
3: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
4: At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving up and good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six.
5: On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you.
6: Three. One, two, three. Because
5: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
6: Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now.
3: So Good Now helps
8: kids in under resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most.
6: When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now.
1: went over to Dallas Cowboys twenty eight twenty three at Lincoln Financial Field, and Chris Franklin was there. You were there. You sat next to McMahon You saw him yesterday. He was actually there in the press box, right? Because he told me he was hanging out with Jeff
2: Carr. I said so that means he's not hanging out. By with the way, it, I have never had a more <laughs> difficult time getting to Lincoln Financial Field. Chris, have uh, <sighs> you ever? Had that was more. yesterday.
6: S- yeah. See, I, see, the, the funny thing was, I got, I took the back way. Coming from the south too, so I I, I got in there decently. is anybody else like from the north, it's crazy. I felt bad because I saw it everywhere. It was, it was nuts. It really they shut was. Down 11th well, wait a minute! Did we have something. a weekend
1: just a couple weekends ago
2: where there were three events going on and in, I, I
1: including the soccer had, game at Lincoln Financial? I don't and-
2: know why. I don't know what was going on. I have never <clears> had them. They shut down 11th Street on me. I'm like I I had to go around the building. I had to go the back way. I'm saying, you know, it was backed up as I got through the Walt Whitman, Chris. It was completely backed up. So I'm like, I'm well, I'm not going to wait in this to go to Broad Street and go the back way. But oh, by the way, I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> um, so you know, I I get off at Front Street and I'm like, all right, I'm going. I'm, I'm I'm making it. I'm making decent time. It's a little bit of traffic. And then as I hit Patterson, just bang, stop, nothing. Took me an hour to get from Patterson down by Front Street to to the parking lot. It was unbelievable. It was, uh, yeah.
6: It uh, it felt really lonely in that press box for a while, like like an hour and a half before. It's, it's like, where is everybody? <laughs> it
2: was crazy, like, I, and I still don't know why. I I, I just I, anyway, but no <laughs> one cares. But I had yeah. to- All right,
1: so eventually everybody got into the stadium, and Eagles got up to a good start and had a lead. And then the fourth quarter kicked in, and the Eagles had to uh, win this one by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. Should we be more excited that Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham came up with huge sacks late? Should we be mocking uh, the Cowboy quarterback? Johnny got on his case pretty good earlier. Oh. (laughs) Might have thrown for 300 change yards, but he came up real small in the biggest spot at the end of the game. Or should we be questioning the Eagles in that, man, how could they not put that game away? All they needed was a couple first downs and it never even comes to what it came to at the end of the game. I'm sure it's a combination of all, but which jumps out at you most, most Chris Franklin?
6: I think it was salting the game away. I think that was the biggest thing that leaps out to me in the fact that you had, you basically had them dead to rights. And you could have just walked away, it would be a lot easier, a lot smoother. You could just walk out here while here. Everybody's feeling has a great feeling. I mean, beat the Cowboys is a good feeling, you know, around, around this area, but you could have an even better feeling. But now you start to think it's gonna be in the back of your mind now for the rest of the season and even into the playoffs now And now that you've seen this, you don't know you hope it's a learning experience for them to say, hey, you know what? Maybe we have a different play call coming in on offense so that way we don't put the defense there. Maybe you don't Maybe you try a different play call on that third down when It's a fumble, like stuff like that. So I think that goes, a, and maybe you play a different defense so that way uh, they'll pass interference call against it. So I think that's the main concern, especially with these, pl- these this stretch of games coming up. That's, it's going to be a big, big thing to watch coming up.
2: Um, I'm going to set the panic meter. Uh, one is uh, you're very calm and collected, Jalen Hurts level of. A straight line, flat line, ten. Uh, you're panic stricken. stricken. Um Eagles pass coverage. Where are you? One to ten.
6: I'm gonna say I'll say a six. And the reason why I'm saying a six is I think I, I look at the reinforcements that are on the way. You got two veterans that are gonna be coming back in Bradley Roby and Eli Ricks. That they can mesh into what's going on right now, because right now when you have, you, you Eli... might
1: mean somebody other than Eli Ricks, because he's
6: no, not that. no, No, yeah, I'm sorry, Roby and oh, Justin yeah. Evans. I think those those guys are coming back, be like, yeah, because because oh. Eli. I...
1: I forgot is Justin Evans still on the team? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's yeah, working. They were working
6: out. Yeah, they were working. We saw saw him working out on the side uh this week, yeah. so yeah. they're getting yeah. close. And Bradley right. Roby himself said last night that yeah. he's coming back. He's ready yeah to the
1: slot corner too. <laughs> Just Justin Evans down has slot played board.
2: slot. Yeah, he has, yeah. In and, and, and New Orleans, he played slot, so he can play slot as well. Yeah, he's their best coverage safety. Um, I don't know Kevin Byard. I haven't seen him enough, but um, he certainly was a better uh, coverage. He was one of the best coverage players in the NFL. I don't know how much he has left. Uh, hasn't been tremendous, but it's difficult to come in. Justin Evans had been their best coverage safety. And now you have, yeah, I've been talking Roby. Look, I know here's what I, I Roby knows how to play. So it's got to be better. He knows how to play the position. Sidney Brown, Eli Ricks, tip of the cap to those guys, but they're playing out of position. They don't, they don't know how to play the position. And when you get Cooper Cup or CeeDee Lamb, ooh you can get ugly at times.
6: It's no fault of them. To me, it's like almost like you place them in the middle. It's a tough situation for them to go at, to adjust on the fly, especially as rookies. And they're still not only just learning the game, they have to learn a whole new position and something that, cause they're more outside guys. So I think that it's a really, really tough thing for them. And to me, Roby is the closest thing they've got going to Avante Maddox that when it comes to the style play and playing in that phone booth, helping out and run support and, and, occasionally blitzing off the edge too i think that's that they really need that coming back and if he stays healthy i think that rectifies some of the stuff it's still not one of the best pass coverages right now in the league even if you add him back on there but at least it gives him a better shot especially in that uh within that 10 yard range of the eagles seem to be getting killed at the last couple of weeks all right no
1: you're gonna beg off till the all 22 and certainly we cut you slack both to you two guys but um the two Eagles safeties which played. Did they play 100% of the snaps yesterday? Both safeties played the entire game? Uh,
2: let me see. I, I
6: think Byard, I, I, I
1: think Byard played every single snap.
6: Byard and Cunningham, I think, played every snap, I yeah. think. And then I think maybe, maybe it was one or two, something like that. Was, I think was, that was the breakdowns.
1: Dan was the Dan Blankenship playing every yeah. snap as well. So both yeah. safeties played. And the three linebackers who played yesterday, Cunningham played uh, every snap, and they split between Morrow and uh He uh, played well, too, by the way. I thought. Uh, He did, but
2: they and made Reed Jake... and Beyer
1: played the entire game. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, they made Jake Ferguson look like Jay Novacek yesterday. Uh, he was open, making play, turning Jay the Novacek. ball upfield. Nice bowl, by the way, someone <laughs> in the middle of the field defensively <laughs> did not do a good job on Jake. Uh, second year came out of nowhere, Ferguson for almost hundred yards and a touchdown yesterday. When the film breakdown comes in, who do you think is going to be held most liable?
6: I think the side because I think a lot of the ways that the Cowboys are I'm emotions, not asking
1: you about the side. I'm asking uh, about the players. Come on, you got to give me a player's name. Oh, You okay. got to take a shot at the side, feel free. I you got to like, give me a player's name on top of it, too. One of those see, guys. I, so you got you to gotta give me either one of the two safeties and or one of the three linebackers. Somebody got eaten up by Jake Ferguson more than anybody else. Who was it?
6: I think Reed, got, Reed was the one that usually shifted down. And sometimes I saw Bayer going out, if I remember correctly. If I, it could be changed, but if I remember correctly, Reed was the. Reed seemed to be going down a lot into the box, and then Byard would go into that single high look sometimes. So I look at I look at him when it comes to that. But I think the Cowboys did a really good job using that motion to shift everything to get the matchup they wanted. They really did, whether it was Rick's in the middle, whether it was the tight the tight end Ferguson as well too. They did a good job shifting things around to get those favorable matchups. And when they did, they they were hitting at a high, very high clip, except for when he counted up toward the red zone.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I don't think – I thought Reed played pretty well. But, I again, I have to watch, as Jody said, I have to re-watch the game. I, I think Bayard was better in, in week two, but still not great. And I think N'Kobe and Nick Morrow were not good in coverage. Um, and N'Kobe's hurt again. Um, we'll see how that shakes out. But, uh,
6: yeah, I don't Kobe. That was interesting you know. see Morrow getting a snaps a lot earlier, too. I, I, that was really, really surprising seeing him on the sideline in some high-leverage spots early It was like, okay, you yeah, yeah. questions now. You thought he would be the three-down three, down, three down a guy, and now... Yeah, it's, it's, is it's, that off.
2: Cunningham's the best linebacker on this team?
1: Uh, he's, he's played the best, and it's yeah. not close.
2: Uh, it, it, is that a good thing, uh, Chris Franklin?
6: <laughs> I don't think so. Because uh, you, you need your middle linebacker, especially as much as they rely on him in that middle field to drop back straight sometimes. It's very concerning. I mean, don't get me wrong, having Zach there that helps out. Just imagine if he wasn't there, what they could be going through right now. I think, as a, as a Will, as a weak side guy, I like him, like an s but you got some questions going at the, at the middle now, is, especially with Dean being out.
1: And Reed Blankenship might be my favorite player on the whole team. Yeah, that's how much I enjoy rooting for Reed Blankenship. But two weeks in a row, he actually has been able to hide, I think, poorly played games by one big play. Last week, Washington interception. Yesterday, tackle at the six-inch line on Schooner. And they're both great plays. You Give him a ton of credit for that But you got to evaluate the whole game, and
2: yeah, well, I agree with you. And and maybe maybe right. I don't. I did not think he played well in Washington, even with the interception. I was like, right after that game on the post game show, I was like, Reed did not play well. Uh, I didn't get that feeling this this time, and maybe I'm wrong, and I got to relook it, re re -re relitigate it, so to speak. But uh, I don't. I don't think he had a poor game. I thought he had a poor game in Washington.
1: But, but, worse last week in washington but i think he got beat a couple of times yesterday uh,
2: i don't think he's a great coverage safety i will say that chris where are you with uh
6: with reed Blankenship? i think he's more of a like he's to me he's more of a you hope he's in the back he's in the back too and he just plays center field i think that's where he plays his strength and then let him use that speed to try to get toward the fly toward the ball afterwards if he has to roll down towards a slot or something like that one-on-one against the wide receiver, I'll uh, uh, hold my breath at times. But I think, yeah, he's – to me, he's more, he's more of a, hey, hey, sit back, watch the whole field, let everything develop in front of you, and then if you see something going, you have a chance to undercut it. I think that's what – I think that's what he did last year, that he did so well when he started jumping routes as well, too. So, yeah, man-to-man, I, I got some questions when it comes to that. All
1: right, Chris Franklin, I need you to jump inside the head of Nick Sirianni, which is a win <laughs> place, sometimes can be a goofy place, and I – can't quite understand the last couple of weeks of uh, the way that he's looked at and talked about Kenneth Gainwell um, he gets all out of sorts because people are asking questions about Gainwell and not being able to hold the ball inside the 10 yard line and he goes tremendously to his defense and says if, if I pulled guy every time he made a mistake uh, Jalen Hurts makes mistakes AJ Brown makes mistakes Oh, but they're Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. And Bain, well, it's not A.J. Hurts or, or Jalen Hurts or A.J. Brown. And then he plays him, yes, and he gets the touchdown run early. Nice cut. Nice blocking. The hole was there, but he leapfrogs over the guy into the end zone. Makes a big play. And then he never gets the ball again. He's got three carries for the entire game. After making a big play, after the coach goes to great lengths to take his back, and then he never goes to him again. What was the line of thinking yesterday by Nick Sirianni? Is that a just look to the offensive coordinator and say they never called him up and never got him back in there? And a day where uh, Swift puts the wall on the ground twice, that was the day to get Kenny Gaywell more action. Why didn't it happen?
6: You just saw a variation of the question I was going to ask him later on today. <laughs> no, <laughs> the the <laughs> it's,
9: it's a Franklin Masonic <laughs> <persona> question <laughs> <program. laughs>
6: That works. I, I thought, especially with uh, the way he did, it, to me, I think he thinks of him like that's his. Not, this is his version of Naeem Himes because you saw how much he revered him back then. I, I look at that and as I, I was shocked at the way how much little uses they had. I thought they were using more, especially sticking with the ground because you know you, you, you Swift was getting hit left and right, and I thought they would at least give him a breather so you can use Swift later on as a closer to salt, to basically run that game out, clock out. I don't know. Sometimes, I, I don't know what's going on with that rotation. A lot of times you think that one guy's will get like last previous week, Gangwell's getting a lot more runs than Swift was like, why, why didn't that happen? Why wasn't he getting more touches? It's, it's hard to put a finger on how they put, how they use these guys each, each and every week. And I think for, especially uh, against an athletic cowboy team, I think that's a, that was the game where you use Gangwell a little bit more. Especially and, and even as a as an outlet, I thought he I, I thought there would be more op more options to throw him in the, the swing passes and get him involved and that way. He could to basically move that offense along as well too when they were getting in ruts. So I don't know what's going on in to head with that one, but it's a lot of questions going on. I don't, I'm not sure that used the, the running back uses, especially the last three four weeks.
2: Now, Chris, I'm I'm pretty locked in on this. This team does not run the football well when Jalen hurts is not involved. In other words, when the, when that plus one is not threatening the opposition defense, I don't think you can just hand, turn around and hand the ball to Deandre Swift or Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott or Rashad Penny and run the football effectively. And that kind of, again, played out yesterday. Um, should that surprise people? I mean, it, it, follow the money. They don't pay running backs. They don't they don't pay these guys. So is it any surprise that they're not the best players on the team? AJ's good. Yeah. Devontae's good. Dallas is good. Guess what? AJ and D- Dallas have been paid. Devonte will get paid. They're the big time players. They say, eh, I'm running back. And they get you get what you pay for.
6: It's a it's a plug and play position now. It really is, and it's one of those things where you're like, if I were running back, I I was I'm looking at becoming a, a receiver. Yeah, I, I if, oh, if yeah. I'm developing if I'm in college, I'm like, screw this, I'm gonna be to be a wide receiver.
1: If you got needs <laughs> a tremendous athlete, you tell him, yeah, forget that backfield thing. Get out there and catch some passes. That, yep. That's got to be trending in high school football all around the country right now.
6: Oh hell yeah, and I think in this office as well too. I also think some of these defenses now since they know Hertz is dealing with that bone bruise in his leg, they're just like, they're, so many times we hear about the RPR or run pass, yeah. run pass, run options. They're like, well, we know this one option at the end is probably not going to happen. Or if he does, he may get six yards. He's going to slide. So we can focus more assets in the middle and say, we're going to clog up in the middle, middle of the field and, and say like, okay, try to beat us another way. You're going to beat us through the air. So I think that's playing. a. I think that's the biggest factor in, why the effectiveness of the run game is not that you can say they, they, they lost in the office line that right guard spot, but Stan you saw Steve was in there is all right too. I think it's more the threat of Jalen Hurts' injury is taking away the threat of, of, of the run and is open is not opening up as many running lanes as it used to.
2: Chris yes, when uh oh go ahead, Jody. Go ahead, Judd. Uh Jalen when Jalen Carter jumped off sides uh yesterday with 27 seconds left. It became first and five at the Eagles' six-yard line. And I don't know how you were feeling, but I was like, oh, the Eagles are going to blow this game. This is going to be an interesting post-game show. It's going to be interesting with Chris Franklin tomorrow morning. And bang, it goes false start. Dak Prescott taking a sack for 11 yards, incompletion, penalty for delay of game. And then he throws short of the end zone in desperation mode. They went from the six to the eleven to the twenty-two to the twenty-seven. Did Dak Prescott bail out the Eagles, or did the Eagles create their own good fortune?
6: Oh, well, he completely bailed them out. That that any other any other if that's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah. Any of the other top oh, five, right? six quarterbacks, the Eagles That's are starting to play contenders. That's yeah. It, it, it goes back to the whole Dak and Clutch situations argument, and that was on full display. How do you not, like, especially in that moment, not only are you supposed to be hype, you should know every single situation. You should be telling the guys be cognizant, hey, maybe I should look at the play clock a little bit more. You can't make all these extra adjustments and audibles at the last second. You just got to roll with it a the of and he just it, it he just froze up in the bank. It wasn't as bad situational football in that th- in that in that time for Dak. And you, you, you keep way down here, he oh, he's a leader, or he's great and everything. Moments like this keep going against the argument that he's among those top five, top six quarterbacks in the league. All
1: right, Chris Franklin need your read on the Eagles schedule. Over the next five weeks, they will have showdowns with San Francisco 49ers. lost three in a row, but coming off a bye. And, of course, we're in the NFC Championship game with the Eagles. The rematch with Dallas, in Dallas, know how close yesterday's game was. Got to take it on the road. Having to travel out to Seattle and take on the Seahawks, who just got there. Baltimore's good.
2: Baltimore's
1: good, Mackerel. I did not see that one coming. Uh, But they're all conference games. How big is the next game the Eagles play? against the team that they lost to in the Super Bowl. I know it's not in conference, so it doesn't have as big effect on the standings and the tiebreakers and everything else, but it's the Chiefs, and we know how close the Eagles were to beating the Chiefs. How much does the coaching staff, We I I bemoan the fact that the Eagles won't be able to take advantage of a bye week with extra practice time because they collectively bargain that away but doesn't mean the coaches can't be in there putting in hours and hours and hours of prep time. How much is put on this Kansas City game as compared to other games that they've got coming up in the next month that may be more important because of the teams that they're playing in the conference in which they play?
6: I think it's a lot of importance for the fact that they want to keep going the ball, keep the ball rolling from what the, the momentum that they currently have right now. I mean, think the best thing that they have right, the worst thing that happened right now for this team well, it could be a blessing and a curse in the same way with that bye week because you come off a game like that where it's emotional, where you, you will beat your division rival and now you're two and a half games up. Well, basically, now you got to stop that and go, okay, you restart all over again. And I think you need to start that win because I'm looking at the schedule. I think that second, I think that Cowboys game and that Seattle game could be a, a place where you're looking at back-to-back losses. And you really can't, you don't really don't want to start going losing three or four, what have you, on that one too. So I think they're going to put a lot of importance in getting out to a quick start there. I think they win the Bills game, and I think they win the 49ers game. I think that that stretch of having to go to Dallas, who's going to be pissed off already lost, who they have issues with in Dallas already, and then you have to go back home and then fly back out to Seattle, a place that you always have issues with, (laughs) <laughs> I well, think that's
2: man, it looks difficult to, on paper but i do think the bills aren't as good as we all thought they were i think yep. you know they, they they're they having some issues as jody mentioned san francisco has lost three straight now we'll see if trent williams is back we'll see if Debo samuel can get back that makes a big difference um the cowboys yeah yeah, yeah. big spot now the eagles typically have Trouble uh, down in Dallas. um Good spread, though. We'll we'll have fun
6: and post game beer. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the
2: adult <laughs> beverage after the game. That's that's always fun, oh, and yeah. it's always difficult uh flying out to Seattle, twelfth man and all. uh So it's a difficult stretch, but man, I, you know this team. What are we at? Twenty seven consecutive weeks, best record in the NFL, or Tied for the best record in the NFL. They're better than all those teams. Well, you know, they're not gonna lose three or four. Is that too optimistic?
6: Yeah. No. I don't think so. I, I really don't. But I, I think it it's three two of, of those four. Or three or
1: five. Of if you put in the Kansas City mix,
5: is three
2: or right, five three, it's up. three or five. Three or five. I, I, I think. think they stay above five hundred. Uh,
5: Going and into, if they year,
2: knew, had. Just,
1: just a quick reminder: Giants, Cardinals, Giants to finish things yeah, out. That's kind of easy there at the back end, which it's is a nice little buffer after that very yeah. difficult run in the middle of the season. Yeah,
6: yeah, It is I think that this like going into the season, I still believe that that's they. they I think that's where they lose the three of five. I had, I think I had them with like four losses. I think I had like four losses going into it. And I think three of them were during this time too. So. Yeah, it's it's it. If they can weather the storm, if, if they can weather the storm and come away two and three, which is crazy to talk about, like, oh yeah, if they're two and three, they're good. Like, yeah, they actually they pretty much are. I think and with the way everything thing things are shaping out, don't because worry you got about this
2: Detroit team. only for the reason of they have an easy schedule, and 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 they're not a great team, but they're a good team, and they're going to keep winning games because they get to play the Chicago's of the world. Minnesota with Josh Dobbs. Credit to Josh Dobbs for what he did, but come on. It's, you know, Josh Dobbs. Um, Green Bay's Green Bay this year. Um, they're going to win a press, lot of a big games. Did
1: Packer win yesterday against uh, Brett Rippon? Yeah, uh, Brett Rippon. That's Are you
2: excited, a tough Johnny? one. That's a tough one. Credit to them as well for beating Brett Rippon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the only team I kind of worry about and say they could be sneaky just because the schedule for them is so easy.
6: I look at the – I think – I look at the – when the Lions play the Vikings in Minnesota, I think that's a spot where it could be trouble for them just for how loud that – the crowd is, that stadium as well too and the previous issues going in there. I think that's a loss. And then there could be another one somewhere along the line. So, yeah, they, they have a cake schedule. I mean it's it's definitely advertised a lot better than what the Eagles have, but there I know I think there's gonna be at least a couple more within that span and it's gonna come down tiebreakers it looks like. Hi, <laughs> right,
1: Chris Franklin, last question for me. The Philadelphia Eagles continue to win close games. If I give you three choices, tell me what order you would put this in. The Eagles win close games because of skill, toughness. Or the clutch gene. If you had Ooh. to put those three things in order, what order you would, would you put them to attribute the Eagles tremendous ability to win close games?
6: I think toughness is the I think tough actually you no, know, I'll put clutch because it's it's that X factor you need. You don't and I everybody's built more with it because skills definitely last because I mean there's a lot of skill around this league, and we see guys who are talented to seem to Get that little lump in their throat that come up when it comes to those those close times. So I, I probably go skill the clutch gene first, toughness second, and then skill. Because I mean, you can is you can be tough, you can be strong, you, you can knuckle down when it comes to those those times, like within two minutes when you need to get three points or when you need to stop a defense from getting three points. But unless you have that it factor where you can remain calm, where you can just all of a sudden your heart slows down and you start looking, you can feel like you know what. Everything's not moving so fast that the field's just you're in your element when it's really really tough. I think that's a that's a that you can't acquire that. It's something that you already have, and the fact that they have Jalen Hurts in that in, in that situation a lot of times, yeah. Some of these other guys, the veterans have played with this back and even going back to their college days and being through here as well too. I think that goes a long way to, to them being in a, in a situation. So yeah, definitely clutch is one.
2: All right. Chris Franklin's got the clutch gene for us, Jody McDonald. <laughs> yes, he does. Franklin <clears throat> news, NJ.com. Real quick, Dallas Goddard, how's it affected? He's going to be out for a while. I think he's at least hitting IR. I find yeah. it very hard, four to six weeks, broken forearm. That seems optimistic. Um, uh, they, We saw it last year for five games. Jack Stoll. Step
6: it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, and I think it. You, you hate to say an injury, and I, I don't mean to say an injury is a good thing, but I think that also helps out that roster crunch or transactions that they're going to have coming up too. So that's a good point. That's, going, that's that's going to help so on that
2: lining. That's yeah. worth, that's clutch, Chris. Well, that Albert. O,
6: Alberto. That's the one. I, I think this is where he you start to see his receiving uh, ability comes into play a little bit as well too. So I think that's a guy that's a guy who's worth watching when it comes to that too. In in, in light in. In conjunction with Stoll, but I think Albert, Albert, I'll say Albert Oaks. I don't want to butcher his name, but Albert Oaks is going to be the one I'm, I'm going to be watching at that time.
1: And Chris Franklin, feel free to use the question on uh, Kenny Gainwell when you.
6: <laughs> <laughs> call a new one now. You, you're, you're, you're
1: <laughs> We're sharing uh, opinions, information, and thoughts. Feel free to go ahead and put the coach on the spot with that one coming up this afternoon. Thanks for jumping in with us this morning.
6: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one now. Chris
1: Thanks, Franklin. NJ.com here with us on Birds 365. All right, time timeout, come back. We got to put a bow on this show on a Victory Monday here on Birds 365.
11: Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your green house? Is your roof, siding, deck, stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250.
1: Johnny guys, wrapping up a victory Monday after the Dallas Cowboys. No better victory than that uh, here on Birds 365. All right, Johnny Mac, isn't that we're going to finish on? I need you to sit in judgment of me. Are, are you willing to do that? Ah, okay. sure. I'd okay. love to judge people, Joe. Feel free. I'm giving you permission to judge me ahead of time because a couple of guys and my my good buddy uh, Dominique Dabney on our stream who's Stkowski
2: Tart uh, number 1 the uh,
1: the, yeah. the the president of the Jiquowski Tart fan club yes and as a matter of fact he may have been watching the game yesterday with Jiquowski Tart cuz I'm not sure what Jiquowski's up to but I know he's not playing in the national football league. despite the fact that according to Dabney, he was the best eagle safety last year and he hates the fact that I point that out you point that out so again um Mr Negative Nelly all I'm looking at is what the Eagles did wrong Here's my thought for I'm getting ahead of the curve on this one 14 days ahead of the curve. Here's what I want to see next Monday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. I want the Philadelphia Eagles trailing by two scores in the second half (laughs) because as their eight and one record shows, they know how to win games, they find ways to win games, they're good enough to win games. You can go back to last year, too, John. One thing this team hasn't done a lot of because it just hasn't popped up, they've been good enough to defer it. They haven't had a great come from behind victory. They haven't been trailing late in the second half. I'll even give you the fourth quarter. Doesn't have to be, oh, you got to drive down the field, down six with one minute to go. I, I, I won't make it that finite. Just... Down two scores in the second half, mid-third quarter, something like that. They haven't done it yet. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying they haven't done it. I'd like to see them be tested in that way. Now, is that me being Mr. Eagle Hater, like my guy Dominic will accuse me of, or is that me making a legit point that, yeah, uh, uh, you go back to last year, the Houston game they were trailing, and that was in the first half, not in the second half. The Jacksonville game, same thing. They were trailing, but that was not. When was the last time the Eagles came from behind from a significant deficit in the second half to win a game?
2: Not in the second half. Their largest deficit this year was eleven in Washington last first week, first half, um, early. Uh, yeah, early in the game. That so they, you know, they've been. I I don't think you're a hater, but I I don't think it's an issue. I I don't think you want to get behind. A Is it no? No, not an issue. Um, no, because I think you'd rather be dominant and you'd rather play from, uh, an, an advantage for the majority of the time. Uh, plus, you know, the fans are going to hate the run pass ratio if they're down by two scores in the second half, cause they're going to yeah, be throwing yeah. the ball all over the place. So
1: I'm going to, I'm going um, to put that aside and say, yeah, I don't play um, with the fans.
2: I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't. I I would advocate playing from the lead at all times for every team if you can. Um and Jalen Hurts, you know, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, but when they got behind, he he, he kind of proved he went right down the field. I mean right down the field uh and and kept them in the game. Um yeah, I I don't have that concern about the Eagles, but I don't think you're a hater. A lot of people say yeah, you know, they got you got to be tested blah blah blah. Um, I, you know, I like that the guy who's in the race that wins it from start to finish, if you're that good, right. I don't if think that's, can, that's
1: great, but I'm yeah. just saying that the facts of the facts this year, going back into last year, the Eagles have not been down by more than a touchdown in the second half of a game. So they haven't.
2: Careless they're good, right? And <laughs> I that, think that's so surely that's a
1: big part of it. Yeah. But that that could crop up in a game sometime over the next month when the schedule gets real tough. When they're playing better teams uh, into the playoffs, when they'll be matching up against whoever and or another Super Bowl trip. If you haven't faced it, you don't know what you're going to do against it. And I'd like to see the Eagles face. And I think they're certainly capable with Jalen Hurts, the quarterback and the offensive weapons they have, of being able to come back from down eight points in the third quarter and find a way to win a game. I'm not saying, oh, because they've never done it, they can't do it. No, I just want to see it ahead of time. I'd, I'd rather yeah. see it ahead of time than get into an NFC championship. I, I game wouldn't. And go, oh, I, it,
2: because has, they never it, did it, this. Yeah, Nick's gotten this question before, and he's like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get behind on purpose. <laughs> so, you know, right, you want yeah. to play, you want to play to win the game at all times. Now, if you're playing poorly, like they were early in Washington, you know, I, I, I don't worry about it because the quarterback is the, the moment the quarterback's proven time and time again, he's not going to be, he's not going to be unsettled in the moment. Like I think Dak Prescott
1: Right. He he won't, he won't back up. We'll, we'll leave it at that.
2: All right, brother. Uh You and me again tomorrow.
1: You good to go. Let's do it. We will be back here on birds. 365 in two and two. And don't forget Bill will coming up with the Philly sports power hour next here on the Jacob media, YouTube channel.
0: Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds
9: 365.